0: Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. You wish it. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh yeah. TV.
1: Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the man cave. Your host, Elias. Well, now, thank you uh, for joining me today.
0: Absolutely happy to be here, Elias.
1: Exciting times, you know, uh, listeners of yours at Twin City View, they can see you in your latest project, uh, Buddy Games, Spring Awakening, which is a sequel. Uh, I find those type of movies hilarious and funny. Uh, what's your thoughts on all this?
0: I find this movie hilarious and funny, too. I love being on it. When I first read the script, I was laughing out loud. So I thought, let's do it. I did watch the first one during the audition process, just to familiarize with who these guys were. Yeah. Um, enjoyed it. I mean, I wanted to enjoy it, too, right? I watched it with yeah. my old family, and uh, yeah, it was a real blast. It was great to do comedy and uh, cut my teeth on that, and I'd love like to do more Check.
1: of it. Right. <laughs> so we're going to jump uh, a little bit uh, more into the movie in a little bit, but uh, you know, I want to so- want to get to know a little more about you and everything. I did some research, research and everything. Uh, you started acting at a very young age, I saw
0: you know, I uh, I wanted to act at a really young age, but really? it took until my early 20s to actually take it very seriously. So yes and no. It's like I wanted to, but I didn't have the, uh, my parents weren't the type to encourage that. They just kind of let me do my thing. And so it was in my early 20s that um, I was dabbling in it. And somebody I knew, uh, a very lovely acquaintance of mine, sat me down one day and was like, you got it. If you want to take this seriously, you got to You got to go train in in New York. And so that's when, when things really started for me.
1: Well, uh, when when you were, when you were younger, uh, I saw that it kind of hit like around the age of six, right?
0: So, yeah. So I, I proclaimed to my parents that I was going to be an actress. (laughs) It's funny because, you know, people have stories of like the first show they saw or, and I didn't, I just said, I wanted to be an actress. I grew up in Israel for most of my childhood and I wasn't exposed to theater or even that much film, to be honest. My parents weren't in the arts. And so I just said this thing and my parents were like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> you know, and and I didn't know what it meant until many years later. But I think I was meant like this is what I meant to do. So mm-hmm. I just totally knew it.
1: What was your parents reaction when you told them in your 20s that you, this, you're going for this?
0: They were very supportive. There's one thing my dad, um, one of the main things I take away from my father and my mom is that they said, no matter what you do, it's it's got to be something you love and that you want to wake up to every day. So I didn't get a lot of pushback from my family, just not a lot of that support that you can get at a young age, but yeah. you know, everyone has a different story. So yeah, they were very supportive and they supported me going to New York to study and they're proud of me.
1: Was there ever a backup plan with anything?
0: No. No, I had one uh short period in my life where things weren't quite meshing and going the way I wanted and I went, "Okay, what am I going to do if I if I'm not going to do this acting?" And mm. I kind of wanted to be a doula. <laughs> do you
1: know what that is? <laughs> no, please tell me.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a support a doula supports uh birthing, like okay. bringing children. In, oh, and they can also support um death. So I really am passionate about childbirth and it was this thing. I was like, Oh, I could do this. But I was like, I don't think I could handle the blood. So anyways, I stuck with acting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you made the better choice. I think <laughs>
0: yeah. it's a cool <laughs> job, but not for everyone.
1: Really. Um. So th- you've done a, a few projects already also, like what's been like your, uh, your favorite project to work on, like your biggest accomplishment so far in your young career.
0: Well, you know, honestly, buddy games, um, has I really loved playing the role and being a part of that experience because it was so much more collaborative than anything else I'd done before, where I was really like working stuff out in there, you know, in, in real time. Also, the character itself is one that comes not very often, just like this really wild, big character, larger than life, a fun villain. So that was a big... um a big milestone but also the first project i ever booked was with ang lee so i was 6 months out of theater school and i booked this beautiful 6 week job on ang lee's film taking woodstock and um we were up in upstate new york working like as my character was a member of like this avant-garde theater troupe and so it was like a group of us working together and anyway it was like it felt like a mix of theater and film because we were actually playing theater artists mm-hmm. and It was, yeah, the first job I ever had was like a really good one.
1: You mentioned theater. What do you enjoy more now? TV, film, or theater, or both? What's the, where's the love?
0: I need them both. I really do. Uh, I love theater because of that rehearsal process, that space you get into when you like are figuring it out together. It's kind of like, not like writing, but you're, you're figuring things out in real time. Whereas on set, you show up and you've already done all your work on your own and you're you know, you got to be flexible to what other people are bringing to the table, but it's yeah. you're coming in and you're just getting it done. Whereas with theater, I just love the rehearsals.
1: What do you find more easy to prepare for, a theater or a TV film?
0: Depends on the project, I guess. Yeah, I'm working on a theater project right now that is really tricky. And, and you know, we're like trying to figure it out and discovering it in real time. And so it's feeling like like work. Yeah. you know buddy games I mean I did so much work at home but I showed up on set and just got jump it up. done you know? uh, yeah
1: so yeah let's jump in, uh, jump into a buddy games you mentioned you're reading the script uh and uh you're watching the first movie as well uh tell us about, about your audition process for this
0: it was so painless um <laughs> It was, so I I had my first audition. I loved the role, so I put a lot of heart into it. It's comedy, so it was um, a little bit more fine-tuned than a more organic, dramatic process. And then I got a call back. It was on Zoom, as they are often these days. It Mm -hmm. was the producers and Josh himself, just the two of them. I did my takes, they laughed, they said they loved it, and that was it. There was no redirects, there was nothing. And so then very shortly after I found out, I booked it. And when I did get on set, both Josh and the producer said, like, we knew right away, which happens a lot. Right. I mean, sometimes it's it's a longer process for people. But this was. Yeah, they just.
1: So we see you as uh, we see you as Phoenix. What was the, the description you were given for this character?
0: I can't even remember. I feel like I think of her as this cult leader who's, you know, a, a, a cult leader um, and they use the term woke, which I think is a controversial kind of term these days. And people are like, well, that's not what it means. And you know, yeah. whatever, that's what I uh, got. And so, uh, yeah, and it was, it's in the script. Like you can't do it small. It's this, she's just so crazy. She's so off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can that tell thing. we're watching this. It's like, yeah, your character is all over the place in a way.
0: She's absolutely insane. Um and that was that was very clear in the in the text so that's where I went with it.
1: What do you think was like the biggest challenge like playing this character? Any challenges?
0: Uh, one of the biggest was she talks a lot. She's like monologues and monologues and monologues throughout and she carries a lot of the scenes that she's in. She's really in charge of navigating everybody. So it felt really good, but it was also a little intimidating to come in and work with these amazing comedians yeah. and with Josh and to kind of take up so much space. So it was a challenge, but also a joy.
1: You mentioned Josh. Uh, Did he give you any tips for being part of this project? Any pointers, Uh any advice?
0: Uh, he didn't give me any advice per se. He made it real. He made me feel so comfortable and welcoming right from the get go. But there were a couple. There were like two or three moments that both him and Nick Worston were like, "Oh, do it this way." Because for the yeah. most part, I did my own thing. But there were a couple of moments that they offered me um, a way to perform it, and I took it, and it worked really well. So that was nice.
1: You especially- mentioned. Help. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, especially for Nick Worston, who was just so funny. And so when he would give me little tidbits, it was, it was gold.
1: Where I was going with is like, you know, like you mentioned like all these comedians that, that are on the, and, and actors too, that are on the, in the film. Uh, who was your favorite like scene with, would you say?
0: Um, or mostly, working with? Well, I, I mean, mostly I worked with, with Nick and Josh. That was my main counterparts. And I love them both, but I really appreciated, uh, nick swarston because oh his just his like certainty with his comedy is so um inspiring i don't know he just and he will like i said he was always feeding little like making up lines on the spot and i would take them and see if they I, work. That was i was cool. hoping
1: i was hoping you were going to say that because i've had other guests that have worked with them and they pretty much he likes to like not ad-lib but he'll sometimes he'll, he'll go off script and they keep going
0: Oh yeah. That's his thing. That's what he does. He's really good at it. And I think he gets hired for that too. Right. And then also because the two of them are friends outside of work, there's that comfort to just, and so, and he'll also go, he'll do this thing where he goes, um, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Say this. And he'll say it super deadpan. He'll like feed you a line. And he's like, yeah, say that. That'll be funny. And I'm like, okay. And then I say <laughs> it. it's really funny. <laughs>
1: What what do you hope for like the audience remembers from your performance for, from this movie?
0: Um I hope they just enjoy and laugh. Yeah. And uh, oh, what is that's a good question. What do I hope they remember? Um I just had so much fun being larger than life and being so wild, and I hope that it it brings them. I just hope it brings a smile on their face.
1: We don't get comedies like this all the time, but like remember, like in the nineties, we used to get a lot more of these type of movies. Now it's like rare. So it's yeah. good to get one of these once in a while.
0: It was, it was actually, uh, my father-in-law watched it, bless him. <laughs> and he, he called up and he said, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, these guys are from the eighties or nineties and they never grew up. And it's like, it's just like, it was like taking him back. And I was like, that's yeah. exactly what, what it is. He really understood. Cause this movies not for everybody, right. but those who get it, get it in that way
1: and now it's available on streaming also
0: streaming on paramount plus
1: so uh i'm hoping the viewers that listen to this can uh go watch it also i I, like i said i loved it i loved the first one this one was as good what's next for you now any other projects you're allowed to tell us about
0: uh what am i i'm working on some i'm working on a theater project here in vancouver right now so that's uh company named pie theater. I know a lot of the viewers aren't necessarily from Vancouver, so they can't come, but, uh, that one's a very serious topic of, it's called truth and lies. And it's about the internet and how it can manipulate people's beliefs and what it's causing these days. So that's kind of a heavier topic. And then I have a couple other films coming out in, uh, in the fall, but I can't talk about them yet. So.
1: I said, so, Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Carole, now how can the listeners of the viewers, uh, find you on a uh, social media, keep up with you for, any future news?
0: Absolutely. I'm on Instagram as carmel.amit, A M I T.
1: Carmel, this was great. Uh, thank you for giving me notes today, and uh, let's get you back on with future projects.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. That's
1: a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap.
0: Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast.
1: I finally get my man cave.
0: You can find us on Twitter facebook and instagram at the mcc podcast and our website the
1: mccpodcast.com until next time